You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. I think bringing your kids into your business, Dan, is like the greatest gift you can give to them. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's that's what Sean did for me. And it took me a while, you know, to realize what type of advantage that was he was giving me. And and I don't mean, you know, giving your kid a job in the business. I mean, giving him an insight into what it is that dad does day in and day out. And it's a, a a liberty that entrepreneurs have. Right. You know, if if we worked in an office somewhere in a skyscraper downtown, we wouldn't be able to bring you know, our children into the business to see what dad does every day. But as a business owner, you can do that and you can say, hey, come check out what we're doing. Check out the craft. Check out this. What is putting food on the table uh, for you and your sister? And that's what my dad always did for me. I knew what dad did to put money on the table. Like I would go and to school and ask other kids, like, what does your dad do? And 90% of them had no idea what their dad did. And I'd go, really? like, you're a loser. How do you not know what your dad <laughs> First of all, you're a loser. <laughs> Second of all, your dad's a loser. How do you not know what your dad <laughs> yeah. does? Right. I was like, I know yeah. exactly what my dad does. I could give a, a classroom presentation on what my dad does. And that's because he communicates it with me. We talk about it and I get to see the craft, you know, and the younger I was, the less I got to see, but the older I got, the more he would let me in and say, Hey, this is how you do this. You know, these are the skills that you're not going to learn. If you go get a job in this industry, you, you only learn by doing it for 30 years or, or whatever. And that's what we used to do for our children when we worked at the homestead, right? When we, when we were blacksmiths and woodworkers, that's what we did is we said, hey, son, you're about five or six now. So time to learn how to weld or whatever right. the yep. craft right. was. And we taught yep. them the craft from the time they were about your son's age. And then when they became an adult, they were better than anyone who could ever choose. They had to, competency. They, yeah. were, uh, they, they were master craftsmen. Yeah. Yep. They were master craftsmen. And when you start at 22, you start your craft at 22 after you, you know, study a bunch of irrelevant topics in college and and goof off in high school, you can never be as good as that kid who started when he was six. And so you're giving your children like the most unfair advantage over their peers that you could possibly give them. Yeah. I got to say saying that was perfect explanation. That was, um, and, and that's exactly exactly what we preach is that like introduce i mean sean you know this that you guys probably have the best job in the world we all as dads yeah. hope <laughs> yeah. that one day our kids are even going to want right. to be next to us you know even going to want to be in, in the same city as us let alone working with us you know we hope for that we pray for that and i also you know i hope that they go on and do whatever they want to do that they do that the best they can do too um but i want to give them the tools because nobody's going to teach them at school how to do what we do. No one's going to, I mean, they're not going to have those skills. And you said it perfectly when you said at 20 years old, when they go out on the, you know, they'd go out there and hit the market and they're trying to figure out what to do in life. They're in today's world, especially no time more than right now, right now. If 
they're going to be so far behind that I don't know that they'll ever be able to catch up. That if you're not learning the skills you need early on, you'll just never be able to catch up. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, sir. well, I I think you're doing it so so smart. When when I see a lot of guys who commit only to work, you know, and and they fail to recognize what that success is really costing them, and it's you know, and, and it's costing them that connection with purpose of raising raising you know a, their their kids. And I, I say when I when I look at our job as as dads is our job is to help our kids work is to work ourselves out of a job right you know our job as a parent is to work ourselves out of a job and what i always wanted to do was give my kids two things one is competency and doing that by taking them places where they gained experience because you know people who have knowledge are better than people who are ignorant but people who have experience are better than people who have knowledge because your experience will trump that. So I would take them places and, and, and have them do things and get them to that point of competency. But the other thing that I, that I always wanted to do was to dole out that responsibility as I worked out, worked myself out of a job by saying, okay, this year you're a year older. You have now this privilege. And we would get right? birthday privileges. Yeah, every year. So, okay, you can <laughs> cut your hair however you want. Take your room however you want, um, wear whatever you want, choose your own food, and just dole out those responsibilities and those privileges over time so that when the time came where they were an adult, it wasn't a big shock to their system. So that was yeah. the first thing I tried to do is, is kind of develop competency, and the other was develop a sort of a clarity of purpose by connecting to faith, having family principles, understanding what the rules of, of interactions were in, in restaurants and social settings and other types of things. So I figured yeah. if I could do those, then, you know, I'm, I'm halfway there. Yeah. Dan, do you, do you have your kids recite rules in the backseat of the car when you're taking them out in public? Because that is what my dad, <laughs> we would have, rules? we would have, Tell like, me more about so that. we would have, I'm gonna have to steal some of this, this. Is, this was actually, this was one of the best. I mean, I could, we could talk for a lot about the things that I think he did well that I'm like, when I have children, they're, they're we're doing this thing. Um, right. But the, the restaurant rules is one of my favorite. So when we were going and we went out to eat a lot because he worked a lot. Right. So it was like, Hey man, I'm done with a long day. Let's go like, let's go somewhere good and eat. And so we would have, you know, and this is, rules for this, how you behave in public. And they were inside voice, stay in your chair, eat your food. Very simple. Inside voice, stay in your chair, eat your food. But I'm four years old in the backseat of the SUV. And dad goes, all right, what's the restaurant rules? Inside voice, stay in your chair, eat your food. (laughs) And then we'd go out with maybe other families and I'd see some little twerp running around, causing a scene, (laughs) you know, yelling at his sister or whatever it was and looking like an idiot. And it made me so, oh, whoa, what is What's going on? What's going on with him? But then I was able to grow into an adult that was able to behave and and, and interact with the adults when I was a kid. And and there were a lot. Yeah, of I mean, other that's experience. so perfectly done. Like I love that. And there's always a balance because I'm always arguing with myself in my own head, you know. But and we do the same thing with our kids. We don't have to recite the rules, but they're actually really, really, really good at, at in restaurants for us. And they they don't own iPads or anything like yeah. that. So we're we don't, you know, we're not one of the, we don't sit them down in front of an iPad. When they get in there, they sit up nice. We usually have them dress nice. Our kid will wear 
you know, when we go to a nicer restaurant, he's wearing a jacket and a bow tie. You know, we walk into this restaurant. I'm actually the underdressed one because yeah. I'm still wearing the t-shirt. <laughs> but we'll have him have conversation. He'll he'll we'll have him go up and speak to the manager and tell him what he liked about the the food and um and how you know whatever whatever he liked about the experience. We'll have him go up and have that conversation with the manager. Um, we'll have him ask questions about how they do something. So he'll always have a, a compliment, a question that he'll give. Um, we just and I, and again, like I try to balance that. What is what I don't? I don't. I also don't want them to be too subdued, where they're not willing to jump out and ask those questions and have those conversations. Of course, they're mowing the lawn here today. Um, but I want them to be vocal. I want them to be energetic. I want them to have that too. So that's the fight in me, the dichotomy of you know. Uh, having this conversation, I want them to be conversationalist and have energy, but I also want them to be well-behaved. And so we're always balancing our rules to those two things, you know, how can we keep them? We want them to be great entrepreneurs because like, you know, if you don't bring them to me, somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, actually, um, do you have to bring your kids to all your meetings? And I was like, <laughs> they always see me with my kids at my meet at these meetings that I go to. And I said, no, I get to bring my kids to all my meetings. Hell I yeah. want my kids. Yeah. If I don't teach them, who's going to teach them to negotiate? Who's going to teach them to have these conversations? You know, uh, when you sit down in a meeting, it's a battle of wits. We went to go meet with Mark Wahlberg a, a, a few weeks ago. And, you know, I knew that was going to be kind of a battle of, of, not a battle because we're doing something together. You know, we're yeah, like, right, we're having right. this conversation, but I'm happy to bring him into this deal. And it's going to be him telling me his side and me telling him my side. I needed my kids to see that. I yeah. need my kids to see that. They have to be able to do that when they get, when they get old enough to build their businesses. So I think that having your kids understand all those things. I love what you guys are doing. The first thing you guys said when you introduced yourselves, I was like, that, like, I, I, dude, a little piece of me just went, man, I hope my kids, I hope we can do something cool like that when they're old enough. Because well, you're, I love that. You're giving them a, a huge advantage. They're going to have seen hundreds of business interactions, social settings, those types of things. You are giving them such an advantage such an event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Massive. I remember, uh, like you a football fan. Uh, decently. I'm an MMA fan. That, that, everything okay. other than that, I'd kind of know about. Okay. So there's a, a head, a, um, head coach of the foot of the, uh, San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan. And, and when he was hired by the 49ers or his dad is Mike Shanahan, who was a coach for many teams. One yeah, of which was I know all the, the Shanahan. Right. I know the Shanahan. Okay. Yeah. So um, I remember when Kyle Shanahan was hired by the 49ers, there was a little bit of talk in the media that he only got hired because he's Mike Shanahan's son. And I was reading it on my phone, sitting next to my dad. And I go, he didn't get hired because he is Mike Shanahan's son. He got hired because he's Mike Shanahan's son. Meaning he was around these teams when he was a kid. He saw the insights knows, of how you he draw. He knows football. it. Yeah. <laughs> he knows way more about football than anybody who started when they were in college could ever dream about knowing. So, yeah, 
He got it because he's Mike Shanahan's son. But he got it because he's Mike Shanahan's son. Exactly. That's so true. I love that. So, and that's a, you know what, and and I say, and that's so perfect because how many entrepreneurs do you know, like are so you know like trying to separate everything. You know, you think of uh, you know Steve Jobs's daughter came out with uh, I think Lisa came out with this book. You know where she's you know obviously not totally bad mouth or yeah, but you know they were so broken that her his daughters or any of his kids. I don't know how much they knew about his business. But you could see, obviously, he was a thousand percent into his business. And then maybe he was really good with his kids when he came home. But they definitely probably didn't understand everything that he was doing. Unfortunately, you know, um, they were too young, but they were younger and his his older or his younger kids. But, you know, like you just you have to I mean, I don't know how I had, you know, these two young ones, you know, they're younger. They're three and six and they're they're not going to. You know, I don't know how long I'm going to be around. All you know, right now, you know, I just, you know, I'm in my, uh, I just turned 51, and I'm not, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to be around. I have to give them their tools right now, and so everything about what I do is trying to prepare everything in my life for my kids to go on and find their own greatness. And you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know everything. But I do know this, that I always felt like um, that, oh, my, my parents, they, they were amazing parents. I mean, they're amazing parents. They're still married today. Um, they, they gave me this great foundation. But a lot of what I didn't know, and I think a lot of what, you know, I even go, um, I wish I would have been introduced to, like my son pushing him in front of a crowd to speak in front of 3,000 people. I have him do uh, affirmations every day. We pray every morning, affirmations. Then he does uh, he does a quote or you know some sort of speech or a poem or something. And then um, and then we do prayers at night and uh, gratefulness at night. And we just we do that because I want him to understand all of it. I want to feed his brain so much. He's homeschooled. Um, I want to give him every tool that he needs. And I still feel like I'm, you know, I still feel like. You know, like if your son and you get this, Sean, your son's about to go to battle and you want to give him every tool, you know, everything is on the line and you're trying to teach him all of the sword fighting and everything that he could do and ground fighting and everything, because you know, man, if he don't win this, you're going to, he may not come back. And that's how I feel about business and things that he's doing. I want him to have every tool that he needs. What's up, buddy? Yeah, just give me a few minutes, okay? Hey, put him on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And we're talking about you. Yeah, dude. we're talking about you. There he is. Um, I I'm sorry. I was I was doing a podcast, buddy. I was doing some app. He was he said he said his mom did his affirmations, and I didn't do his affirmations with him. That's okay. Well, we're sorry for There's, keeping dad from you from we're affirmation sorry for keeping time dad. today. He said, "We'll start for keeping dad from you." Hey, could you what? do? Could you do man in the arena for them? Sure. Peter Roosevelt once said, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out when the strong man stumbles, or what the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face strives, who's marred, who's marred by dust, 
and sweat and blood. And who just actually strive to do the deed. Most great enthusiasm, great devotion, who spends himself on a worthy cause, what best knows in the end, the triumph of high achievement, who at the walls. If he failed, at least he failed while down great. So that his place shall never be those cold and timid need no victory, no defeat. Thank you, man. That was awesome. You are the man in the arena, and you'll you'll be the man in the arena in the future, dude. Good job, buddy. Hey, Dan. You you know what I, you know what I loved about that. What's that? Is that so many times that and and this is you know we've been doing this podcast for a while. There there are times when people will come in and they'll they'll. They'll, they'll, swash they'll shush them away. away. They'll swash them away. They go, no, no, no. You know, hey, Dad's doing this. You know, you have to go away. I'll get to you later. And what you did just then is you brought him in and you put him on and you lived out exactly what you were saying. And had you shoved him away, you would have been so full of shit. <laughs> and none of what we had spent the last hour yeah. talking about would have had any resonance. But you were living. And you know I almost did. You're and walking your did. talk, well, we man. Just- you're walking. You didn't have a mic, so I was like, "Oh shoot, yeah." Because normally I'd mic him up. If we're on our mics, so when we're at the podcast studio, we can, you know, we'll all have mics and stuff. But I realized that he didn't have a mic, so I was like, oh, "Okay, well, they're not going to be able to hear you." But you know, no, you, you see, did it. Use- you did it. Well, yeah, yeah you awesome. you didn't get to yeah. experience it today because our producer's on vacation. But normally, she would sit there do the audio check, video check with you with her child in her lap. Um, so, (laughs) and it's kind of a test for us because we can gauge if somebody doesn't like the fact that she's got her kid there, you know, we're probably not going to get along, but if their eyes light up and they go, Oh, that's so cool. You get to work with your daughter right there. Then we know, Hey, there are people. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you would have been in the category of, Oh man, this is so cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, we all want to understand skill sets. I love when I walk into a business and I see I ask sometimes, you know, you see the kid and the kid kind of looks like the lady working at the off, you know, yeah, yeah. you're like, yeah. and she goes, you know, there, I'm, we were just at this uh, vacation place and we went to this little store or side store, like a little um, convenience store. And it looked like the whole family is working. Their dad's in the back stocking the shelves, you know, son's up front working the cash register. Mom comes walking up. And we're like, is, is that your son? And, and, oh yeah. And that's my husband back there. We're like, we just talked to him for like 30 minutes, you know, just admiring the fact that they get to go through that. Cause like you said earlier, Sanger, that, you know, this is how families grew up, you know, working in the, in the, in the fields or farm or a uh, small mercantile or whatever it was. That's how America was built. That's how uh, for thousands of years, that's how we built our, our businesses, you know, because that's all you had. A family were, was a unit that worked together for success and for protection. And uh, and I don't think things have changed as much as people would like to think they have. Thanks for making the great decision to listen in to this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. 
Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.